Before we start this interview, I want you to understand, I don't do a lot of these interviews, especially right after a tragedy that is opportunistic marketing to me. And we don't, I make it a point in my company that we do not market or jump on a bandwagon right after an incident so that we can profit from it. I'm here to give you information and to explain the difference between uh, traditional counseling, our method, and the information of why people commit suicide and what is that driving force behind it. This is not for marketing. So please do not take it as such. We're only giving you information that will help save a life. What's up, everybody? My name is DJ Long of HD, and I have here Miss Selena Bell of Turning Stone Wellness Center. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And we're here today because we want to talk about what happened recently. Around like Friday morning, a well-known figure named Anthony Bourdain committed suicide by hanging. Now, to a lot of us, he's a celebrity. He is a superhero of sorts because you normally see him traveling the world, trying out new foods, doing new things that a lot of us want to do. And a lot of us wanted to look up to him. But you never would think of a celebrity like him doing such a thing because you never would consider him to even doing it. Oh, he's stronger. He has money. He has this. He has that. Oh, he'd be just fine. He can, he can do whatever he wants to fix a problem. He's not like us. We never would consider him being a human. Hence, we have Miss Liam Bell. Me here was speaking earlier today about this and how we never considered him being human. You, you ever want to go further into that? Well... Idols or, or people that are famous and are in the public eye are viewed as that superhero, that person that is not relatable to the to an everyday person. Mm-hmm. Just like our police officers, our firefighters, even our teachers. You know, think back when you were in elementary school. You didn't think that your teacher had, like, this life outside of school. She was just this person that existed and only existed in the room well the same thing happens especially with our our soldiers and our first responders they are this entity that we only see as that persona Mm -hmm. just like with the actors we only see them as this persona and that's the persona they project but they are human just like you and me. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're driving a bicycle or a Bentley. You still have the same problems. It's just nicer to cry in a Bentley than it on, is on a bicycle. Yes. Okay? And there's there's two views of thought on that. There's money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Or money will fix everything. Expand on that a little bit. Well, if money is the root of all evil, then those people that are rich, that are famous, that are in the public view, they deserve what they get, is the thought process. Now, that usually comes from people without money or a a mindset of money is a bad thing. Those people that believe money fixes everything 
is it, well, if I had money, I wouldn't have these problems. You know, I would, I'd be able to pay my rent. I wouldn't have problems with food or this or that. Thing is, is that it doesn't matter how much money you have, whether you have $5 to your name or you have $500 million to your name, you still have the same problem. The only thing that money does is buy you the luxuries that you want and need, and you don't have to worry about day-to-day bills. You still have problems with relationships. You still have problems with your children. You still have problems with in-laws. You still have the problems with work. You still have stress. You still have all kinds of problems. Take Oprah Winfrey. Okay, Oprah Winfrey runs a multi-billion dollar business. Yes, and she's very well known in the black community as well. Right, she is known around the world. She's still fat. Yeah, forever weight. Okay, money don't make fat go away. And you know why? Because she's eating her problems. Money did not fix the fact that she was raped. Money did not fix the fact that she's depressed. And money does not fix the fact that she doesn't know how to deal with that problem. Now, she deals very well with it by her own means. But she still has not fixed the root core problem that makes her eat. Depression, trauma, Anxiety, stress, all of those things, eating is nothing more than a coping skill. That's how you cope with it. Just like alcohol, drugs, over-exercising, under-eating, overeating, all of those are coping skills. A temporary band-aid. A temporary band-aid. And suicide is a permanent band-aid. Now let's flip it. Now let's take somebody who is normal like you and me. Let's say the person has the same exact problems. They're 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 depressed. They're, they have anxiety. All of that. He doesn't. He or she doesn't have the luxury of a multi billion dollar company to just pay her, pay her bills like that. He or she still have to get up and go to work. He or she still have to <clears throat> still have to get things done. They still got to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. They don't have the time or the luxury to just throw money at it or just. But like like how you gave us the example earlier. Um, let's say for example, Oprah Winfrey is scared going on a plane, right? She has the money to go. I'm not flying. I'll have to take a boat. I have to take a train. I have to drive my own self or let my chauffeur do it for me. Whereas somebody like you and me, we can't afford that. And let's say our careers involve us having to travel, like me being DJ. I have to travel. You with you in seminars, you have to travel. Mm-hmm. And let's say, for example, neither of us likes to fly at all, but we need to fly to get there. Mm-hmm. There goes our jobs right there because now this issue is holding us back from getting our jobs done. Right. How does somebody with a low amount of money like you and me and people who's listening get that done? Usually they come see me. You know, because the thing is, is that... Okay, let's get back to topic. Okay. Anthony Bourdain and suicide. Yes. Most people that commit suicide, they do not do it out of selfish reasons. I can't do this anymore. There is a percentage of them that do it. Okay. 
I, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm done. I'm out. A lot of times that thought process of when they're depressed or in, having anxiety and stuff is not so much that it's about me. They're killing themselves because they don't want to be a burden on the rest of the world, on their family, on their friends, or things like that. Now, there's different reasons for suicide, okay? It's, it's a moment, spur-of-the-moment decision. <coughs> Something horribly went bad. They lost their job. They got a, a failing grade. Um rape, uh, robbery, um, domestic abuse. All those are kind of spur of the moment decisions. Okay. Then there's those people that contemplate it. And that's usually a depression, anxiety, um, sort of, sort of, some sort of mental illness. And a lot of that time, that mental illness is due to life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, losing your job, a divorce, children problems, relationship problems, um, financial problems, just life in general has piled up to the point where I can't take this anymore. I am obviously a burden on society. I'm obviously a burden to my family. And they commit suicide. Thing is, is if someone's very, very serious about doing it, you're not going to get a phone call. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get a Dear John letter, they're not going to call the 1-800 number for the suicide line. And they're going to do it whether you walk in or you call them at that moment or not. Now, that is a small percentage. Those are the people that are hell-bent and bound on killing themselves. Nothing you do say or can, can show them is going to change their mind at that time. Okay, so those people we're not going to be able to get to. Okay, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop taking the pill. They're not going to stop the bullet from coming out of the gun. Mm -hmm. They're not going to stop and make that phone call to the 800 number. They're not going to do any of that. Then there's this gray area where they can be talked down. They can be talked into a different decision. They can help themselves. Those are the people that that um, National Suicide Line hotline set up for. That's what the mental health industry is targeting. And they make us all believe that we can change all of this. And there is other options. Okay? Believe me, there are other options besides suicide. And like we were talking earlier, there are reasons for suicide. Yes. Okay? If you are physically unable to live and have a quality of life, um, you're 90 some years old, you've got Alzheimer's, your, your, your mental status is declining fast, um, there is a good argument for assisted suicide. Like well, how Robin Williams, did, Robin Williams did when he committed suicide. And then we find out about all that he was dealing with mentally. Right. Not only what he was dealing with mentally, but he did have some uh, illnesses that were taking over his body and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the flip side, 
There are people that won't do it, like Michael J. Fox, um, Christopher Reeves, that have faced those physical imperities and illnesses and never did give up or or are not giving up in the case of Michael J. Fox. Um, it's all mindset. But you know what? No one's going to blame someone that is at some point saying, I'm in stage five cancer. There is no other options. I either am going to live on morphine and fentanyl and waste away for the next six months to a year, or at least let me go with some dignity. You know, I don't want to put my family through that. That's understandable. It's the depression caused. I don't want to put my family through this. That self-loathing, that self-pity, that self-anger and build up and beating yourself up. Let's take when you first met me, for example. It was around Christmas 2014. No, it was my suicide attempt. I had a knife. I was going to cut myself open and just, you know, just die. That's the exact same way. And I'm not sure how, but I remember they called you. And instead of you saying, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry this happened to you. The first thing out of your mouth was, how are we going to fix this? Yeah. People don't tend to think about that. During that period of time where they're feeling suicidal, not thinking of how can we fix this. They're thinking, oh, all is lost. I can't do nothing about this. But with your approach, you're not focused on feeling sorry for the person, though I understand we so people might want to do that. You're focused more on you feeling suicidal. Let's figure out why you're suicidal and let's take care of this problem. Right. There's always a reason behind it. Okay. Um, once again, there's always a reason behind it. Yes. You know, well, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason behind the depression. Fix that reason. And this is where we differ from traditional treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've talked about this before. Um, traditional treatment is let's talk about it. Here's some medication. Let's work on this. Um, maybe this new strategy will work or this or that. Um, well, and, and you spend years and years talking about your problem. You finally get to, oh, it was back when I was seven years old and Johnny called me fat and da, da, da. And now you just wasted all of that money and all of that time. Wasted all that money and all that time just to have the counselor go, well, I need you to let that go. Well, if I knew how to let that go, do you think I'd be in your office? I'll also be saying no. <clears throat> we, came, we came to your office, not you're just in general, that person's office to fix the problem. Right. Not spend 10 years on it. <clears throat> right. But let's take, let's, let's take your method. My method is... I teach you the tools and techniques that you need to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means I'm going to teach you how to control your emotions. Then I'm going to teach you how to get, how to let that go. That the technique of how to let those emotions go that are causing you the problem. And then I'm going to teach you the tools and techniques you need to improve yourself, to do what you want to do. I'm not messing with your free will. I'm not going to make this so that you can be Superman. But what I am giving you is an easier way that works faster and more effectively than 80% of everything else that's out there. And I say 80% because there is 80% of the population that this will work on. 
there is that 20% that just it won't work on or they don't want to fix themselves. They want to talk about it. They want the sympathy. Okay? Now, if you're the person that wants to continually talk about the problem, that continually wants to, it, it suits you. There is a benefit for you to have this problem. Then this program's not for you. Okay? If you want to fix the reason you're feeling the way you're feeling, if you want to fix the problem that you are having in life, then we've got help for you. I can help you with that. You know, if you're feeling depressed and you're feeling anxiety and you're not being able to sleep enough, I can help you with that. If you are having marital problems, I can help you with that. If you're in an abusive situation, I can help you with that. If you are living with the effects of PTSD because you were a cop or a firefighter or an EMT or ER worker. Or a soldier. Or a soldier or a 911 operator. I can help you with that. You don't have to kill yourself. There are answers. Now, I can't fix stage five cancer. I can help you with the mindset that will allow you to live out your life to the best of your ability. But I can't fix the cancer. Okay? You still have free will. You still have to make the decision. You still have to make the decision to use the tools once I teach them to you. Yes. And if you don't use them, then you ain't going to get nowhere. Because at the end of the day, you have free will. Right. You still have your free will. This is not like medication where it overrides the free will. The natural response system of, well, I'm going to give you, you know, instead of... A medication that will um, make you care less. This gives you the ability to decide: is this something I need to care about, or something I don't need to care about? Where medication, it just stops it all the way across the board. It just numbs the pain. It just numbs everything. It numbs it. If you're taking medication for anger management or anxiety, it stops the anger and the anxiety across the board. I just don't care. DJ, the <laughs> 